This is a work in progress with Blake and Tom, where we explore industries and the people that shape them. It's not about what you do, but how you do it. We started out a Trevor Collins tattoo company. Well, actually, we started out Strong Style Tattoo Company down in Branson, and then that place got wrecked. Went to Trevor Collins and Nixa, and then I just started getting a bigger crew. So it's like we changed the name because it was just a better fit to essentially not just me as the yes. person. But we still, you know, kept the Collins in. So it's like it's that studio, but other people, I don't know, like that better. So in Branson, right? That's where you started. That's where I got my first tattoo yeah. ever, which you designed, yeah. but you couldn't tattoo uh, because right. you were Tim an apprentice, it. right? Tim did it. Yeah. Yeah. So now you are in that position. Do you have people that apprentice with you? Yep. I got one right now. He's kick ass too. Yeah. Uh, How does that happen? Is it like, well, do you formally interview with them and shit or oh, do they yeah. just come in and sure. Like, uh, most of them come in. Um, they just walk in and say, I, I want to learn how to tattoo. And half of them have no, they're like just young kids and no idea. They're like, I think this is a cool job. Could I do it? You know? And then the other half are actual artists that come in with a portfolio and, you know, know nothing about it, actually tattooing. Right. But they, they can do art, you know? And yeah. that, it drives me nuts when someone's like, I'm like, well, can you draw? And they're like, well, not really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can trace. Right. Well, <laughs> I kind of get that though, because again, like what we're talking about, there's certain like levels of being able to do something, right? So like you can teach someone how to do a tattoo. And that was my question is like, do you call yourself a tattooer, a tattoo artist, or is it a mix between the two? Because you can teach someone how to do the physical act of tattooing. Right, the craft right? side of it. Right. Um, but then there's also the artist side of it where mm -hmm. you can't teach that. Yeah. There, so, that I struggled. I, man, I thought I was going to be so kick-ass when I first started. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I did my, my first one, I was like, this is really hard. Like, just because if you can draw on paper, that's cool and stuff. And, but the craft side of tattooing is so much learning just how the machine works, how to hold it, the angles the speed it operates at like there there's so much that goes into doing one little thing right so um you could say you could take somebody that couldn't draw but could learn how to trace a line and you could make them like a an illustrative tattooer yeah. um pretty easily especially like if somebody likes cartoon style you know like a animation drawing with hard lines you could you could do tattoo line art all day so illustrative tattooer tattoo yeah, uh -huh. like tracing and yeah heavy line yeah. art lots of just and again do you call it tattooing tattoo artist tattooer I, we call it? them all of those um okay so there's no one general thing that you would no. prefer yep i don't know yeah tattooer tattooist tattoo artist okay i do tattoos yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you do Let's them, say like uh, Kelsey came in, uh -huh. right? Okay. Yeah. Back to the apprentice. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Um, so like they, they'll show up and if well, we'll tell them, I, I like try to help everybody out that comes in if they don't have an idea because I didn't when I went in. So, um, right. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. But, um, generally we like to look for at least like 50 drawings. You should have a big portfolio. If you're going to do this as a career, I look at, uh, we charge like, uh, $5,000 for the apprenticeship. That's what I've charged. Okay. I didn't um, know that. I didn't know that was a thing. We look at it. Oh well, yeah. And that's, that's actually relatively cheap. Like, um, in Springfield, I know multiple shops that charge $10,000 for one and you go to these big cities, man, you can pay 15 to 25 grand for an apprenticeship. I had no idea yeah, that people that was that. To be an apprentice yeah, yeah. i yeah. had no idea i paid yeah i paid five thousand for mine back in 2009 you know huh. 
And how long does that normally last? How long does an apprenticeship last? Mine took, uh, that varies. It varies on how busy the shop is, how talented the artist is, how fast they learn. And, but to, to get licensed in tattooing in the state of Missouri, you have to do 300 hours of tattoos, at least 50 procedures, and then pass like, you know, bloodborne pathogens, CPR, first aid training and pay the state. Are there any written tests at all or no? Uh, nope, but you're supposed to, um, I don't, I think you should have to like print off some of your tattoos that you do after the end of your 300 hours yeah. and, yeah, for and sure. see like, you should be a mediocre tattooer by then. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. And it's, I don't know. I feel like there, there should be a way that you could judge it to get a license, but that might be a little harsh. But see, that's kind of what we were talking about. It's like art, so it's art that you're doing, right? So who can judge right. art? It's subjective. Then, yeah. Completely. So you what makes a good tattoo and a bad tattoo? Right. Is it actual like physical? Well, things you could of probably it? look at a tattoo and know if it was done properly. Yeah, the execution. With, yeah, of the ex- it. without the art even right. being considered. Yeah. Which obviously is just as important, I would imagine. As I would the say art. almost even. Yeah, yeah. Depending. Well, yeah, that's a big thing. Like what does style. make a good tattoo? Um, well, yeah. um, man. That, that would depend on the style of tattoo you got and then what made that style um, what it is. So it's like if you got a traditional tattoo, you'd want like a big bold line. You'd want to stick to the the way that they shade it, like which like a, a real traditional tattoo is done in thirds, a third black, a third the next color, and a third skin tone left empty, you know? So you could see somebody that just didn't know something like that or that general rule. And then you'd be like, well, you gave it your best shot, but that's not a good traditional tattoo. Okay. You know? So, but then I could, as someone that is not a tattooer, uh, see that and go, that looks pretty cool. Oh yeah. Even happens. though if, even if it was oh, not man. executed I, properly I hear it all the time, like people come in and my sleeves are, you know, color. So it's like, they stand out and they're like, dude, those are awesome. And I'm like, oh, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> <laughs> but have, have so, you done any of your own tattoos on you? Yep. Yeah. yeah. On my, yeah. on my thigh, um, it, all my family's names and stuff. That was actually my very first one I got to do. It was if my, you're going to do a tattoo on yourself. Yeah. Well. Your family's names, uh-huh. man. That's kind of cool. I guess a little narcissistic in the end of it. Uh, put it, it on myself, but yeah, you know. but it's, I mean, in the beginning, it's probably a decent yeah. way as, of practicing as well and getting some experience. Yeah. I mean, it sucks to do it to yourself oh, the, the man. first time in, you know, especially if you mess up before that, you know what you're doing. But. That's no joke. That's awesome. We were talking about earlier of how obviously robots can take over jobs oh, and industries and stuff. But do you see it being possible for your job, not necessarily as the artist, but the tattooer as, as far as the craft goes? <laughs> the actual right? act of Could tattooing. Could it ever be replaced by a 3D machine? 3D style. Yeah. Um, and that'll... Um, over the next like 50 years i would imagine we won't phase out but and in 50 years from now or probably less you'll be able to walk in and get a a real piece of artwork done from a machine they already have they've already been doing this on people for a while now um they'll they'll strap their arm down to like uh, armrests or whatever body parts i've seen it done on legs too and so they strap it down so your arm can't move at all. And then this, they put a machine over you and it comes down. And I mean, I've seen, it's still really needle basic. Needle or laser? Uh, needle. Thing. Yeah. Ne- it's yeah, like needle, it's yeah. ink fed somehow. I don't, I don't know how they do that. But I've seen Olympic rings done on a forearm and perfect. 
Like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that that's already happened, you know. So so it it'll work for tattoos that are very cut and dry, uh-huh. like, like you were saying. This the is a printout, an illustrative well, tattoo. More that, that's so. just it. They're they're gonna have to figure out how to make the machines the sensory on them. Uh, the skin, the depth you go into the skin on a tattoo changes from right here to right here, you know. So it's it's always different. So they're gonna have to make a machine be able to um, sense that. And then know when the skin's overworked, and then also color blending. It's gonna have to figure out how to change colors while while tattooing you, which would probably be easy for a machine. Really, that, I would be interested to see how. I mean, the way we do it, we you know we we rinse in water, clean our tube tip out uh, or our needle cartridge, and then we dip in the next color. You know, I would be interested to see how it's gonna keep cleaning and tattooing. Right. Or if it can just be some kind of streamlined process where it keeps feeding it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Super Trooper or uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah. Since you've started doing this, how have you seen the industry progress to make things easier for you to let you focus on the art and kind of not think as much about the crap? Yeah. Big. That's, that's a really easy there's, and I would like to consider myself like progressive in the industry. Uh, the guys that taught me were pretty old school. Um, got an old school apprenticeship and they were just like, uh, the machines they use were called coil tattoo machines coils. Uh, they're magnetically driven, um, on, off, on and off. Yeah. It, it, uh, the currency flows through the coils, hits the armature bar, causes it to spring up. The contact screw on top makes it spring back down. That's what drives the, and you, you have a needle on a bar that loops around the armature bar. So it's, it's just a circle of an electric current and spring basically. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so, but it is, it is a spring and it's put together. A coil machine's got about, after you count all the the little bolts, washers, the little pieces that make it up, you're dealing with anywhere from 35 to 50 pieces to put one of them together. Right. And which you do regularly or no? Well, when I was an apprentice, yeah, that was, that's actually was part of my apprenticeship is that I should know how to fix up my own machine. And that's, that's the thing about coils is like, yeah, if they're not put together properly and just right, perfect they don't run right and because they're magnetically driven and it's based off of a spring there you get inconsistent strokes up and down with the needle so you might be lining perfect and then your your needle might hit too far in and then you've like snagged or blown someone's skin out the what has progressed to now is rotary machines it's all on a stroke wheel they fit into a little notch um hey thanks buddy um so they um uh, the stroke wheel fits into a notch it spins in a circle and it drives this little piece of plastic up and down that you used to when you use a coil machine you had a steel grip um you had a needle that was fed through a tube it was a tube stem a tube tip that came out the end and a grip around the tube uh the tube stem that's what you hold on to when you tattoo yeah. there was a needle on a bar that you fed down the tube and then you would slide it up the vice clamp on the coil you'd put the needle loop on the armature bar You'd set it with a grommet, so you had to put a grommet on this needle bar. You had to put it on the armature bar. You had to put rubber bands around the needle. You had to turn, now Now that the needle's in place, the needles come out of the tube tip like so. If your tube tip sideways, your needles are coming out. So now you have to sit here and get this tube tip just perfect. And then after that, you've now pressed down on the armature bar. You set the needles out to see how far you have them. And then you make adjustments back and forth, and then you try to tighten this vice grip down or clamp down 
while keeping this shit in the right place is yeah. really, really fucking frustrating. And and now it's switched to rotaries and they sell cartridges. <laughs> and you pop <laughs> a cartridge out. Cartridge, yes. Yeah, with yeah. a quarter turn okay. and you grab another one and you twist it back in. So with that being said though, <laughs> does it take a little bit of the art out of it though? Like, Absolutely not. All, okay. all it's cool. done is made well, if if you're a machine builder, yes. Yeah. There there was a lot of machine builders that um <laughs> will probably never pick up a rotary in their life because right. And to a certain extent, I can't necessarily blame them. They're old school, um, and machine building's fucking cool too. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I, I'm hating on the uh, f- the lack of efficiency a coil machine gives compared to what you right. can have now in a. You rotary. can't deny it. Yeah. No, you now, can't. I was I was seeing how some of the old old school guys were just saying just the weight change of going from steel to the plastic cartridges and things like that. Yeah. That even that just have having done it so long with that tool just the change of weight throws them off so they've stuck with that uh, i think um cartridge. sure but i think that's a poor excuse too <laughs> i do like, it is an excuse no i mean is, i see it in my industry all the time same here like as an like using autopilot versus like flying right so people are like i fly with a couple of guys that refuse to use the autopilot because it's not them doing it right it's like yeah, but man, if you just did it one time, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you would know the try. difference. <laughs> yeah. Here's the the next bit of that too is like I use um uh it's called a Cheyenne Soul Nova. It's a super super nice machine. Uh, they only put it out a couple of years ago. It's I use it every day, all day. The way I run my machine too is like uh my power supply has an option to where I can turn it on and I don't have to use a foot switch to power my machine. So a lot of people using coils now also have a foot switch on the base of the floor that they have to step on to manually turn their machine on. So I click my button, the machine stays on until I turn it off. It's, it's lighter than the coils. It's quieter than the coils. It's got a more consistent stroke, stroke meaning the up and down of the needles. Um, and the fact that you can pop the cartridge tips in and out. Um, uh, so if I want to uh, bust out like six different needle groupings, which I often do for a custom piece, um, it takes me two seconds to change them. If if I want to do that with coils, I now have to bust out six different steel tubes or disposables. They do make disposables. Um, you have to load all those needles up. And then if you want to change, that's undoing that vice grip and putting a whole new one in. If you can even use that same coil machine for the task you're doing. When I use coils, I had a lining machine, a black and gray machine, and a color machine. And oftentimes I would need two different size of my mags, which is what I color tattoos in with or shade with. And you know, it's, it's taking them apart. It just, it sucks. Time is money yeah. at that point and, too. And yeah. that's also three machines on my, that's right. my station taking up space. It's like the efficiency of using one machine and I can do anything with it. Okay. I can line with it. I can do black and gray or color. Right. I just, I don't know why. Why you yeah. would never do anything other uh-huh. than that. Cause obviously even just the machine being quieter is going to be better on the person you're tattooing as well. They don't have to sit there and hear that constantly so, in and out. Yeah. A lot of people. Well, shop environment. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, do you, do you pick certain type of music to play That's in the funny. shop or? Um, well, know? Eminem is, is <laughs> the man forever. So yeah. he, he gets played every day. And if you ever listen to this podcast, Em, 
I'd like to meet you, buddy. So give me a shout. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. and we'd love uh, to be there too. I thought, just come was, sit at the table I thought that was his podcast. Was if you ever meet me, buddy? Oh, no. I'm like oh, that's yeah. a sweet <laughs> podcast name. I want to be on it. No, a lot of I, I play to my crowd that comes in the shop. If yeah, yeah, if we get yeah. you know sweet, you're not sweet only, old lady in there, I'm yeah. not going to make her listen. Because you're not them. just a tattoo artist, tattooer, tattooist, whatever you call it. Right. You also own a shop, a business. Right. That so you, you have think to. Of the whole thing, you, yeah. You're not just represented by the art that you do on people. You're you're also represented by the environment. Whenever people come in, to, absolutely. You know. And and that was something that we were talking about earlier. I've been in tattoo shops before where I was not very comfortable, and like they kind of almost felt yeah. like a thing, like they were doing it on purpose and then i go into your tattoo shop and like i know you so it's a little bit different but i have been i've sat in there for many hours and have seen people come in that you did not know and they did not know you and those people like wanted to stay and hang out yeah you know what i mean and that to me is like how the i don't know it's like the difference between I don't know. And that's what we're seeing. Is it the millennial attitude that we have, which I, everyone hates, every millennial hates the word millennial, right? <laughs> so is it that, or, or what, what, I mean, what is I, that? What is, I don't. What I makes don't, you different than the, oh, that, those guys? The, those the old, old, the, the old yeah, school. Yeah, man, a lot. Kind of what it used to a be. whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but one, is that what it is? Is it One um, is, like, I go down the list. Absolutely. I think that's a big part of why I've been successful at tattooing, and I'm, you know, stay four to five months booked out all the time. And uh, is, one, we keep our shop clean, like, super clean. Super clean. Because who wants to get tattooed in a dirty-ass space? Like, yeah. that's just gross. Well, who, and who and, wants to go to work in a dirty place? No. Not you. And, and if I... Another thing is we're not rude to people when they come in and ask a dumb question because it, like if I went and got in a helicopter with you right. or got in <laughs> behind your controls or if I came to your tattoo shop yeah. I don't have any tattoos like what's those buttons do man yeah. does you it know? hurt uh-huh. can <laughs> yeah. I fly yeah. you know <laughs> right <laughs> so I don't know I we I like everyone to like greet people when they walk in so it's not like uh, we'll all turn around try to say hi make them feel comfortable. Uh, which is great. Um, the old school mentality, man. I the guys that used to teach me how to tattoo. I remember. I'll never forget this stuff. Like people would walk in and he, they'd be like on the internet and they'd look up, and be like, "Hi," and then write back down or something. You know, yeah. Just like yeah. obviously, on. I'm here yeah. to speak like, what do you to want? someone. Yeah. Exactly. He would talk to people all the time with no eye contact while just Jeez. staring at the yeah. computer. And I'm just like, dude, you're being an asshole to that guy, and you expect him to sit down in your chair. But people like I, still did. Yep. Well, and, and, uh, you know, beginning, but when it was first, I'd say the nineties, it started getting more popular. There was not a ton of shops, you know? So, and that was the mentality of the industry, just a bunch of jerks that charge way too much money. And I, I don't understand that. I don't like that either. Like if I went to somebody else's business, I wouldn't want them to treat me like an ass because I didn't know something. And, um, at this point in time, you know, I've been in, at the same spot in Nixa for uh, eight years and a couple months now. You know, it's crazy. Badass. Congratulations, yeah, dude. That's crazy. But, eight years. And, you know, being the only shop in Nixa, like, 
all my these big half sleeves and sleeves work people are getting they're getting around so it's like it is the best form of advertising is the fact that you leave with it and then you walk around with it and people are like where'd you get that and yeah i sent a guy from work to you and yeah. him and his wife yeah that's right and he was like dude the best experience i've ever had in my life <laughs> dead honest i'm not joking he's like yeah he's like that is what i was looking because he's our age he's 32 or 33 and he's like that's oh, what man. i was looking for right. in a tattoo shop Bad was ass. these guys you know he's like i'm going back cole did the one of my or did them both for uh -huh. us and stuff and he's like dude man that Cole's guy's the cool man too. yeah, yeah. he's right. awesome yeah no tattooing's unique as far as in the marketing world just because your advertisement is literally people's skin and their bodies i mean yeah. there's that and then there's obviously the word of mouth which is separate as well but. yeah i do have a crazy question that i you wouldn't mind me asking if you weren't doing tattoos, what do you think you would be doing? Oh, boy. That's an interview question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man. Or what you could would, see yourself doing. Like welding? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I knew you were going to yeah, say that. Welding. It, I knew it. It's like it's so hand in hand, like running a bead. I've actually never welded before. but it, like Welding is actually a thing. Like, yeah. Because um, that's what, if people ask me all the time, hey, if you weren't flying helicopters, what would you be doing? i go welding. Welding, yeah. You make an ass ton of money. And, and it's just like a thing. And I'm like, I'm not scared of hard work too. I feel like that would be like right up my alley. Like get dirty and... And I don't know. Make something right? at exactly. the same time. It'd, it'd be cool. Well, it's it's fairly permanent work as well. So Hand eye coordination that parallel uh -huh. between tattooing and welding. I mean, you weld something, right? It's it's, it's pretty the same permanent. thing as a tattoo, right? right. But hand eye coordination too. Like yeah. it's using your physical capabilities, which you have. You know, so, right? Yeah, I want to. That's cool as shit. For real though, I would do everything I could um, to open a rock climbing gym. If I didn't have tattooing right now, that's. And I, I intend to own a rock climbing gym <laughs> in like 10 yeah, years. For but sure, dude. I, uh, that would be like, I don't know, tattooing is a dream job and it is awesome. I'm grateful to do it and I appreciate it every day. But uh, rock climbing would be like the only thing I could think of that I would like truly maybe enjoy more. Would you give lessons and things like that too? Or at a gym? Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, sure. You know, teach people how to do it safely. Yes. And, Right. But I mean, short of that, that's all it is. That's how you make your money. It's just memberships and then teach people. And yeah. selling gear. Uh-huh. And then otherwise, all you do is hang out in there all day. That's and right. run your place. Like a tattoo Climb, shop. yeah. <laughs> but but I'm not doing any work. <laughs> just be hanging out. Yeah. Have, have you ever considered or has anyone in the industry ever done subscription-based things as far as a tattoo shop where you can come in and get a tattoo whenever you want? Well, that's that's a, a crazy idea. Um, I haven't heard of anyone doing that. Yeah. And that would be... the There'd be a problem with it depending yeah, sure on how like be. booked yeah. up you were. Yeah. But that we, you know, what we but have thought do about pair, doing. You could take, you know, you could upkeep tattoos. You could fill things in when they're needed. I do, yeah, absolutely. Like when I complete a sleeve on somebody, I usually try to have them back for another two sessions um, after the entire sleeve's done, and to go over everything that we've already done, like re-black where the blackest spots should be, redo the highlights, and just do all the touch-ups that need a second layering. And that's like, I mean, if you do get a little bit more work done to them after you think they're all the way finished, you know, like it, yeah. it makes a difference. It's like painting, man. The more layers you do on it, the brighter it's going to get. What's the worst part about the job? Uh, no eraser. Yeah, <laughs> no. The obvious. No, well said. No. That's cool. Um, Perfect. I don't and know, man. I just problem clients, dude, you know, people that make it hard. I've, we've seen all kinds of craziness. 
Are, are there any techniques to fixing mistakes? I mean, I know there is obviously you can get a tattoo removed with laser later or on, covered but up. Mm-hmm. as you're working on them, you know, if you, can you make a mistake and yeah. can you fix it without them? Yeah. Like blowing out a line or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, absolutely. We call it creative shading. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, um, I try not to mess any of them up at this point. And, but if you do, you you do your best to fix it. And if you mess it up bad, I'll I'll straight up tell my client like, "Hey, I've I've done this, you know, and I'm I apologize. I'm going to do this to try to fix it and you know, but I haven't had to say that in years for real. You know what I mean? But it's, you probably have to get involved when one of your, I don't know, your apprentice or even somebody that's working for you. I've done that a couple of times. Like yeah. you come over and, you know, um, check them, check them out, um, step by step through the tattoo. And it's like, yeah. uh, a couple times I've been like, oh, okay, I'm going to let me finish this one out for you. And you know, you get the next one, buddy. And, Cause yeah. they're, you know, the, the thing is it might be like an easy tattoo to do, but every spot of the body is different. So it's like, surprisingly, the back of your neck is a ridiculously hard spot to tattoo. And the skin is really weird. It doesn't accept the ink very well. It's awkward to like put your hands there and try to stretch and tattoo. Huh. Right. And, Cause yeah, you get to, you stretch the skin. Uh-huh. And what are, are there certain skin types like age and ethnicity or, or birthmarks and freckles and things on people? How do those affect really? Sure. Um, so like, uh, the darker your complexion is the less and less color is going to start to show up on you. Right. Um, black and gray. Like if you got like a ton of freckles and you get a black and gray tattoo, you're going to see any any freckle that's halfway brown is going to show all the way through your tattoo so gotcha. you're going to look like you yeah, have a spotted tattoo you right, know yeah. you can't tattoo on moles run of their risk of getting cancer later from that um but man pale pale skin is awesome um and as far as like it's just like the collagen in the skin and like the elasticity the older you get it starts to loosen the thinner the skin gets, it's like you get less passes on it and you start tearing it up. Right. Um, but yeah, I like, I like, I don't know. Pale skin's great. <laughs> yeah. Pale young pale, skin. Yeah. Right. It makes your, yeah. your color just look super bright. Like a canvas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you able to put copywritten material on people's body or is there, do you have to get permission in any, any ways or um, do you have to deny I've done any a, of those? I've a or? bunch of it honestly like things that i would assume i guess i could be sued over like somebody want like you know a disney character or something like that yeah that's what i was actually seeing i was seeing a guy that had gotten a thousand disney characters tattooed on his body actually and he had gone through the process of getting all of those uh permission for all of them that was actually the the one example that i found online was him. yeah Um, um so i don't know if disney's just more you know, on top of their stuff as yeah. far as that goes. Or. And Disney, if you're listening, I haven't done any Disney characters. I, that was just an example I was throwing out. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. nice pick. Yeah, that was the only one I had written down. Uh, so. um, right. But yeah, no, I, I haven't found, I haven't had anybody ask me. I haven't had anybody threaten me with yeah. that was copyrighted and you owe me, you know. Right. And honestly, like, if that was the case, I would just fucking give the client their money back and be like, I didn't do shit for anything. That was for free. So, yeah, yeah try to sue me, you know. So, do you ever have to get, like, tough with people? 
dude, very few. Like we keep it so laid back that most people are just like they want. Well, they come in there, they want their tattoo, and they want you to do it. So they're gonna be nice to you. But mm-hmm. it's every Sometimes now and then. Sometimes when you're too nice, though, people are yeah, like, well, then I'm, now this yeah, they is feel like they can take advantage. Yeah, of. Or not take advantage, but try to be like some. There yeah. was. I had like I don't like tattooing rebel flags and I should rephrase I don't tattoo rebel flags. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that new? Because I think no, I've been I've done that forever. You know, like yeah. and okay. that's just a personal preference of mine. It's it's nothing personal against you at all. If you wanted one, right. but I just don't want to do one. It's not a good look for my shop. That's, that's right. all it comes down to. And I. Uh, I had a client once he, he wanted an American, he had an American flag and a rebel flag and he wanted them reworked and he liked my work and stuff. And he came in, I was like, well, that's awesome. Man. I was like, I'd love to redo your American flag. I was like, but the other one, I'm really just not that interested in I'm working on. And he's like, well, why, you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, you're going to you start know, a conversation, yeah. buddy. Uh huh. <laughs> and which we did. And that ended up with him bowing up a little bit. So I got face to face with that dude. I was oh like, come God. on, man. Trevor, like, <laughs> Trevor getting face to face with someone. Have you ever talked poor, someone poor out of a guy. tattoo? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Um, Me? <laughs> 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 um, Man, the ones that stand out off the top of my head, uh, I had a young kid that on his 18th birthday, he wanted to get, uh, it was DMX, it was one of his album covers, and he's like cover. he's got his shirt off and he's covered in blood, it's like dripping off of him, and he wanted to put it right on his forearm on his 18th no, birthday, and I was buddy. like, yeah, I was like, dude, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be no, rude, don't. buddy, but I promise you don't want that on your forearm. <laughs> right. Okay, here's a <laughs> random question, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh Okay, I know you love all of these three things. Snowboarding, skateboarding, rock climbing. You have to choose one of them. Rock climbing, I easily. Knew it. Yeah. I knew it. That's why and I then, last. And then it would go snowboarding, snowboarding and then and skate. Because, and, oh man, I'm, I don't know. Skateboarding just hurts when you fall now. And <laughs> not that snowboarding doesn't, but. But like, rock climbing could kill you. Yeah. Oh, if you suck at it. Yeah. But, <laughs> no. That's true. Uh, have, you man, sh- have you seen Free Solo, the oh, documentary? Like 40 oh. times. <laughs> yeah. I would like, so good. like to meet Alex Hanold, too. Yeah. He, dude, he's a man. He's and the man. Everyone should watch see, Free Solo and, if you haven't. Yeah, yeah. and what, what what makes him the man? Is he very detail-oriented about shit? Alex? Oh, yeah. he, I've never oh, seen yeah, the show. I've never seen so, it. Yeah. And he's, he's oh. just very particular. And That's what he, I'm saying. He memorized 3,000 feet of a route. Um, I mean, he well, he climbed it you know, multiple times over and over, but memorized every little detail of it. So he knew, like, and, and then took notes in a book, like, okay, when I get to this part of this pitch, like left hand here, right yeah. foot, you know, turns at a slight angle. It like, was El Capitan is what he climbed. That mm-hmm. was kind of the, the final. So that, that was, that's my whole point about like, you can go one way or the other. Like that guy went full on that way. Oh, yeah. Or you can just be like, so like every single thing then and go yeah. so much into the Which details. Which I guess it. would coincide with Opening tattooing. Tattoo so you've shop. got, well, and you've got, you've got tracing and you've got freehand. How, you know, how often do you freehand a I, tattoo? I freehand a lot of my background in. Um, <clears throat> I, well, like I do most everything through graphic design because I dropped out of graphic design in college. So I learned how to use Photoshop. And um, no, I, I uh, yeah, I came to MSU and then dropped out. Um, so you Illustrator, Photoshop? What uh, are you I, I usually don't use Illustrator. It's um, uh, mainly just Photoshop. Um, if somebody gets a sleeve, I'll take a picture of their arm, put their arm in Photoshop at different angles, and then I'll design the tattoo on the arm at every angle so they can see how it's going to lay out at. 
the the foreground of the tattoo is like the most important part. So like I always have a stencil for my foreground. I'll make I'll uh, Photoshop the image, print it, trace it, or trace it on the computer, and then print it. And um, I'll tattoo the foreground on. And then like say you got a half sleeve, like the focal points, the shoulder and the bicep, and then you're left with these weird spaces up the front and the back of your arm. But you have to fill all that up, or you don't have a sleeve. So right. and then every arm shape is so different from every and one another that it's like there's no really set way there's there's kind of charts of which way it should flow but it once you have the foreground done it's just nice to bust out a marker and be like oh i'm gonna make these shapes fit or this flows this way it's hard to make a stencil and like be like uh that space looks that big i'm gonna draw this perfect stencil and then i'm gonna lay it on there perfectly so so you design it in photoshop and then you you print mm -hmm. it out from there yeah yep and and not uh, anything against freehanding because there's badass freehand artists. Yeah. Like when you get to, um, I, I think I'm good at tattooing, but I'm not anywhere close to like, you know, the national and world famous guys. And those guys get famous by going and doing these convention circuits. I've seen and, those. And they, they nail these circuits and big ones in big cities. And then they start getting followings like yep. that. On but, their Instagrams uh -huh. and Facebooks and shit. And some of them, they, they pre-plan their tattoos and some of them don't. They show up at the convention and they say, whoever's got the most cash for me today, or, you know, this is my yeah. rate. Whoever's got the coolest idea, I'm going to do your piece. And then they fucking sit down and they pull up some reference photo on their computer that busts out three Sharpies and just draw a whole, you know, sleeve on. I'm just like, I can't do that. Like, Oh, is that how they, I mean, they draw it with a Sharpie? Mm -hmm. and then yeah, like yellow or red it. Sharpies yeah. and yellow, stuff. Yellow, orange. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay, and, yeah. and I mean, I can do that to a certain extent, but I can, I can trade. Like if you said, I want a rose right here, I can trace a rose and figure out the size. I can warp it around in Photoshop. I can make it fit like that. Yeah. 10 times faster, make a stencil and put it on you and tattoo it than yeah, I could right. ever think about drawing a original yeah. no, and it's No, and it makes sense to, uh -huh. especially considering I, it is permanent. But. I abuse the craft side of this like yeah. so hard in tattooing. That's, Not that I can't dude, draw, but it's like... Hey, man, yep. I, as soon as I get an opportunity to press that autopilot yep. button, man, I'm pressing it. <laughs> Not that I can't fly, yep. but hey, yep. there it is. I'm going to use it. Right. Bam, bam, bam. Done. That's cool as shit. Oh, yeah. So I was seeing 59% of women in the U.S. have tattoos. 59%? And 41% of men. No way. That's what it says. How many That's percent of the It's awesome. a survey. So the this is a survey. I would like to girls. see what uh, cities they did that one out of, too. Yeah. Bigger uh, cities, I bet. Uh, no, Can we I take it, it off of like across the nation? Nice. The ankle, the hip. <laughs> and the wrist. lower back yeah. and the wrist man lower backs have faded out hard so I, good I have but you not, have one right uh yeah oh yeah yeah i think i got even worse i put i put my lower back tattoo on my lower stomach and it's just so trashy i hate that i hate most of my tattoos i wish i'd take i know some me off. too well that, not really uh -huh. but like i like the ones that you did that's but, like a, this is not what i wanted uh, Gotcha. Dude, like I gave him a picture. It was supposed to be 3D, and he did it 2D. Oh, the one that you have is not the one you wanted. Oh, no. That one there. Not even close. Fine. 
Looks no. fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, like, not close though. It's fine to, to me. Yeah. yeah, I know. But what I, it was was going to be better than fine. I, that yeah. And any young kid listening, wait, wait, <laughs> wait till you're 24, <laughs> man. Yeah. So start or 30 yes. too. So well, how right. old are you? 30. 31. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait till you're 31. Gosh. I know. Isn't it's, that crazy? Well, I'm 31. I haven't. I haven't. I still don't have no a tattoo. Tattoos. So yeah. if I came into your shop right now, and I know you tell me come back in a month because I can't get you in, but what would be you know what would be some of the first things that you tell me to kind of give me an idea of how you know how it works? Well, if you'd want to know like the the content of the tattoo, so have an yeah. idea of what you actually want, um, where you're going to put it at. How big you're gonna get it? Know it? Know that it's not gonna happen in one session. Yeah, if it's big, big yeah, you know. Um, which I, me looking at you, I feel like you'd just do a full on sleeve. I, if I did one, I would get a full go sleeve. Go for broke. Yes. Yeah, so it'd be my left arm. See, yep. That's the best, man. I'm so jealous of you, See? Blake, because like I got, <laughs> <laughs> I got my sleeve so young. They're just like. I like they I look like cool this though, one. They look cool. I like this half. This is it's like my... after you you've already seen a really good movie and you wish you could just watch it for the first time again. Yes. That kind of feeling. Well, uh, no, because that no, movie yeah. was really good <laughs> the first time. Right, right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you ever misspelled a tattoo? On and something? was it you that misspelled it, or was it their fault? Um, because they brought it. So to you? Uh, yes, and yes, and a little of both. <laughs> I've I've had three misspellings in my career that I know of. No, only one of the the three have been fixed. Um, and I fixed it like the same day. They the first one was believe, and my we used to have a counter guy, and the he I and E baby. Yeah, he spelled yeah, it belly eye. <laughs> <laughs> And he, uh, I didn't, I didn't check the stencil. I didn't check the stencil at all. He, his job was to get them ready for us. So it's like, if we had to draw the tattoo, we'd get the drawing done. And then he took it from there. If it was a lettering tattoo, he knew how to make it in Photoshop. He'd print it out, make the stencil. So he did all the front end and he made the stencil and he brought it back to me. And, uh, I was still an apprentice and I trusted that it was spelled right. And I put it on, I tattooed it. And it was just like, it was like 45 minutes later, the lady calls back. She's like, um, I think we spelled believe wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that one, because I was an apprentice and I didn't get it in very good the first time anyways, uh, we, I don't know, we messed with it a little bit and it was actually a decent switch trying to get it um, widening out some parts and really? stuff. Really? So you were able to fix that? Th that one, but like I said, like it was because I, I didn't get it in solid. Oh, I right. um yeah, I okay. My second one's a doozy. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I do want to tell all three of these because they're funny. But the first one's not really funny. Um, the second one I had is a, a technically a misspelling, but I didn't spell anything wrong. I tattooed it the exact way that the man wrote it down on his paper. That's what I was talking about. And he—that's not your fault. He misspelled his daughter's own name, and I tattooed it with an I E instead of like a E Y, and. I found uh, he was he was all mad about it later. I'm just like, well, bro, I, number one, like you wrote it down for me, and two, how do you not know how to spell your daughter's name? <laughs> uh, what are some some of the fads in the tattoo industry that you see kind of going away? Just like definitely the cross, right? Well, maybe. Well, I guess kind of my my intention was like glow in the dark tattoos. Is that a thing, or is there things uh, that have come and gone? Yeah, absolutely. That one uh, you don't see a whole lot of anymore. That stuff can be really bad for people's skin. Everyone reacts different to it. So uh, some people have like bad 
allergic reactions and will break out for like up to six months. I've seen a girl that had it on her thigh and she said her whole thigh was like just covered, you know, um, and like these little red hives and that didn't go away forever. That's funny you bring that up. It was like the girl I tattooed today was talking about. Um, she had an anchor on her foot. And she's like, it's my, it's my uh, 2005 or my 2010 anchor is what she said. And yeah. I was like, it's cool. I was like, I got a 1998 koi fish on my arm, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I didn't get it then, obviously, but yeah. the, the, the fads come and go and stuff. And the anchor tattoo used to be a popular like sailor tattoo. And it actually meant that you had crossed the Atlantic Ocean. That's awesome. I didn't actually yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> if no, you he, had crossed, if you had crossed like the the hemisphere, right? You'd gone to a the southern hemisphere from the northern. You would get a turtle tattoo right. as a sailor. On, that's awesome. Um, man, so many things are based off of Pinterest ideas, um, but I don't know how many anchors I've done that says "I shall not sink." right next to the anchor i'm like that's the sole purpose of an anchor <laughs> oh my god uh, but we do it we, certainly doesn't oh keep a ship yeah. from sinking it keeps a ship from moving yeah <laughs> which would be a negative wouldn't it like locking yourself down. i i shouldn't hate i'm and no i'm, I'm poking like, i'm poking fun at this right now but really like i have so many stupid tattoos on me that are just at the time right they meant something to you and you went and got it and you 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 know you just outgrow them you know you you grow and you move on and you're like oh that seems silly now because my views have changed but i don't know a lot of people have those it's just i do too as uh -huh. well you, you know it's it sounds so stupid to say but you don't really realize the permanence of it until you've lived with something that you don't like for a year and then you, you it just like sinks in hard and you're like oh my god but that's the point of a tattoo yeah though. this is gonna be here forever right and so but that's why I'm 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 so for people like actually thinking um, with that what they're doing. You know, cool. like uh, everyone's like always. Uh, oh, I bet you just do whatever. And to a certain extent, yes. But when a really really bad idea comes in, you know, you always I try to steer them in a different direction. Be like, you don't want that, or no. like, let me do it differently. Are you open to changing it? You know, and a lot of people are. Have you ever been asked for? Has anyone ever come in and been concerned and said they wanted a vegan tattoo where they were concerned of how the ink was made? Yeah. I, I was seeing that like uh, some some of them are made up of animal ashes or uh, crushed beetles and things. Has anyone ever actually been concerned about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably less than 10 in my, you know, 10 years I've been tattooing. And I mean, uh, what's kind of crazy is I had no idea, so I had to look it up, and like all my inks I use don't have any animal byproduct in them, gotcha. so it's that was actually nice. We have to worry about like latex allergies. Some people are can't do the latex, so vinyl gloves for them. Um, yeah. You get some people that are uh, allergic to like um, A and D ointment or which is so weird to me, but they'll bring in their own special cream that their skin can accept. Uh, I've had that happen. And what are the inks made of? Do you know? Like, um, well, metal oxides. And then, the, so like they mix everything out of the primary colors. And 
uh, and concentrates. So it's, but I mean, it is there, it's bits of metals. And then, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know all the ingredients yeah. in it, but it, that's no, I was, I was actually seeing that they used to mix, this is a long, long time ago, but they would actually mix urine in with the inks cause they, they thought that they were, they had an antiseptic property and they used to make them with insect eggs oh and a bunch of weird, goodness. weird stuff. But I mean, tattooing, what else it goes back as far as like 8,000 years ago. Yeah, it's um, the documented anyway. The last, the oldest one that I, I don't. It was in like the Himalayas. They found a guy frozen. Yeah, the ice guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the same? Yeah, it was saying yeah. So thirty two fifty BC. That I think Uh, that was the the oldest one that I've heard about. And I mean, this has been like four or five years that I read that article. Yeah, but that guy had the oldest person that we know of, I think. And he had like over 50 tattoos. Yeah, it was on him. 80, 80 some. They were mostly like yeah. line dots and uh-huh. dashes and things like real simple Around stuff. Around the ankle and wrist. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And actually the, another uh, thing that I had seen was that the, the first tattoo machine was actually inspired by Thomas Edison's Doorbell. electric pen. I think it was, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Samuel O'Reilly it was in 1891. Right on. Which actually Edison had multiple tattoos as well. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't know if they were done. I think it was later on. So it was actually used that by the machine that was cooler. inspired. Yeah. By, by his own design. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Tattooing is a $1.6 billion a year industry. Did you know that? Wow. I'm, Are you tapping into that. it? Are you tapping into <laughs> yeah, it properly? I'm yeah. trying to. Um, the, some of the, the big names, man, they, they'll, they'll get you to book. You have, they book um, minimums too. So it's like they won't tattoo you unless you get a, a piece that takes five hours plus. Right. And then uh, you'll pay a deposit. Some of them can be up to $500 to have your sleeve designed in the first place, $500 cash deposit, non-refundable. Um, and then you, you'll be guaranteed you commit to the hour. So the most I've ever heard anybody working for was seven fifty an hour wow. and with a five hour minimum, you know? So that's, that's like what fourth 15, grand four, $4,500 yeah. in five hours. And damn, dude. Uh, I've heard of people that do a thousand dollars for the first hour and then two hundred dollars an hour after that. Yeah, and, and and do they charge different? Uh, is it just by hour or do they charge by the type of work as well? Or is it just in time? No, once you're charging that kind of rate, it doesn't yeah. matter, it's just per yeah. hour. And, and until, when you when you decide what you're going to charge somebody, is it just strictly hourly? Or yeah, that's one of the hardest things in this industry is people want to know how much. Yep. Right out of the gate, they say, "I want this First sleeve." Question. Yep. How much is it going to cost? I don't know. What What do you want? You know. Well, I want this ocean scenery with a ship and an octopus and waves crashing. All right. Well, what kind? Do you want it to look realistic or do you want a traditional take, an illustrative take? Is it color, black and gray? You know. And then you figure that out, and then. So that's the first part of it. And then <laughs> now you go to how much detail do you want into this? It's mm-hmm. like, do you want to see every little, you know, like ocean splash or every little vein on the octopus, the detail in the ship would, or do you want like a basic one? So it's like, cause I can do, I could do the exact same sleeve for $2,000 uh, or like as far as the, the content of the sleeve for two grand, or I can, you could spend eight grand 
on the same thing and that's black and gray is cheaper than color it goes twice as fast because you leave negative space in the skin so it's like transparent work and it plays mm-hmm. off of, into the design color you saturate a hundred percent of the tattoo so there's no like to get a gradient fade in black and gray um it's like it's being whisked into the skin it's a whole lot smoother and softer you turn the machine down the needles don't go as deep into the skin uh you don't stretch as hard and it's it's a lot smoother when you get a color tattoo it gets packed into the skin you stretch the skin all the way as tight as you can get it the needles do hang slightly further you crank up the volts and you sit there in that spot and yep. you just no pack, negative pack, pack until, and, and it hurts way fucking more because, <laughs> yes, <it does. laughs> because you have to then rinse out, you dip. So it's like, I did my little section of black. Now I'm fading into blue here. I rinse, I have to clean that out, dip into my blue ink. And then I do my little section of blue and that extra time it takes to rinse, um, is soreness being created on the client because their skin's been opened up. You, mm-hmm. you just gave them 15 seconds off and then you're going to stab that exact same spot that so it, it starts to try. Oh man, over. it's awful. And then you get to <laughs> highlights. Yeah. It, color tattoos hurt way fucking more than black and gray do. And they take longer. I mean, would you have an, maybe a cost estimate on how much ink, what the cost is of ink per hour? So oh, no, man. You it's, wouldn't know. It's laughable know. how much. Um, I, I talked about that today, too. Um, it's It takes me like six months to get through a eight-ounce bottle gotcha. of black, yeah. and it's $28. So you don't even consider it. It's yeah, no. You're not concerned my, about my what your material cost no, is. No, yeah. One, one tattoo from nine to one, one day a month covers my whole month of anything I could possibly want to order as far as my supplies go. Gotcha. So I, you can keep plenty around. So you yeah, don't I do. Out. I stay. That's stocked man, up. That's one of the, why I, I like also feel I've separated from a lot of these other shops is like when I was an apprentice, um, the shop I worked at, which should have had no problem paying its bills, the dude didn't pay the utility bill for three straight months. And we were in there working. Everyone was. There's like four artists in there. And they just cut the power in the middle of the day. Oh. And and we're in Branson, a tourist city. So yeah. we had an artist went down there and paid this like $950 bill out of his own pocket so he could come back up and finish the tattoo. You know, like that should never happen. No. You know, you no, should never, no. ever be out of anything. Because the overhead's so low. Yeah. yeah, for real. Is there it's a like, shelf life on ink? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They got um, two years, maybe two and a half by the time you get them from when they've been made, you know. there That might be three years. I don't know. Um, yeah. I... There's very few colors that I never get through before they expire. Um, What's that, like purple? No, I use a ton of purple. What's <laughs> like, the, what color um, do you use the least? Um, flesh tones. Like you, There's not a lot of tattoos that call for flesh tones unless you're getting like color portraiture done, you know? Gotcha. Right. Um, so like almond colors you know and browns and then like weird yellow ochre colors but and then that also depends on your style like a lot of people like um you know i can tattoo with vibrancy and make it a realism tattoo that has like a a cartoonish vibrancy to it but it's still a real looking image or uh, yes exactly and it's got tan Uh right there and brown yeah but or you could do like a dulled version of it where it's like instead of taking like a, a really bright blue, you take like a, a, a gray blue where it has like a monochrome gray added into it. So it's like 
Um, it's as it would appear in real life. Like this bottle's not that vibrant compared to what you would see if it was in a uh, cartoon. You know, right. it would be glowing blue. Whereas this is like, I don't know, it's kind of blue. That's not, maybe not be the best example. This, this <laughs> no, red, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Though. But does it not have to do a lot with the background that it's uh, on as well? Like if, sure. you put, if you put that blue that, next to a bright blue sky, yep. it might not be so blue. But if you put it on someone's skin next to black, then uh-huh. it would be so much more blue. Absolutely. Yeah, so contrast is huge. Contrast, mm-hmm. I guess, is, the, is yeah, what I black, was talking about. Black, man. So many tattooers are scared to use black. And it's like, it's such a big part of a tattoo. And, and you can you can pull them off without black. And like the like what you do, like your sun and your moon tattoo, they, they probably don't have any black in them or very, very little. But the entire background behind it is going to be black. That's so right. the way they're going to pop out on your leg is going to be stupid. Right. But So you got, you got to plan for things like that, you know? That's just that's back again, to homework, that, man. Yeah, it's that, like, it goes back to it's not the actual like act of doing it; it's the preparation and the idea of what absolutely it is that you're doing. Yeah, if you can't draw it, you're not going to be able to tattoo it for sure. If you if you look at a picture and you go, "I couldn't recreate that on a paper," you got no business trying right. to put it in the skin. And if you can't visualize it sitting mm-hmm. down, then you shouldn't be able to do that either. No. A lot of problem too is like people rip off other people's tattoos and it's like, so say like uh, somebody badass traced a picture and they did their tattoo, they took their own, you know, and creative interpretations and um, did it however they want. And then somebody sees that tattoo and it's a half sleeve, but that image wraps around the arm this way and this way in the photo. And they see that and they trace that image. So now they have a warped image and then they it's like two steps removed from the original. So that happens a ton. And people, yeah. rather than learning how to draw the uh, a tiny little face, they'll find faces to rip off. No, And that's like, man, spend an hour, figure out what a nose looks like when it's this big, you know, draw mm-hmm. like 20 of them and then you'll be able to tattoo it. But that's a lot of people's problem is they just, they trace something that they have no idea how to uh, translate it from the picture to the skin. It's like, they don't know what... Like if I do a face, you know, I might put like a line on the border of the face or something or a line under the nose, but I'm not going to fucking outline the nose straight up. You know, right. like that's it like changes rookie, everything. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and people don't. So again, that comes back to the whole point of is like, it's not what you do. It's how, how you, do you do it. it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that that's how, you know, oh, you'd, man. It, even if you weren't tattooing, if you were welding right now, it would be the same difference. Like. I'm not going to, you know what I Uh mean? Like, it's not, I'm not copying that guy's work. It's because of every single thing is different in the way that you, that, that it is like you, you can approach it differently, but you can also like, it has to be executed specifically for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And being an artist has that more than anything. It's, but there's so many ways to do everything. What's, what is it's, being an artist, though? Like, right. uh, what you yeah. do is, to me, art. Like, I don't understand what you do with all the electronics and how you hook things up, but the way that you do it makes you an artist. Well, to and, me. and there's so many different ways to Someone do it. Someone can copy so and paste There's so many interpretations. Do. That's yeah. right. Which but, is what makes anything an art. If you look at something from a certain perspective, it can be artful, it can be... Or it can be cut and paste. Yeah, it depends you know, the on how other the person did it. That's, that's exactly right. And you can see it in the work, obviously. Yeah, and that's the people that are successful or the people that are continue to do that. I, yeah. Right. You know. 
I've got a, a big problem with like how subjective art is because it's like, yeah, okay. uh, it drives me insane, which yes. it, <laughs> I don't know this is just me ranting a little bit, but you, you look at like something like these Renaissance paintings where they didn't have Hobby Lobby to go buy a paintbrush and any color paint that you wanted. You, they went and they picked flowers, flowers and berries yep. and they made their yeah. own paints. Yeah. They stretched their own canvas. They made the craft. their own fucking brushes and it's just the like, craft. and they yeah. make these most beautiful pictures uh, that you know have lasted for ages and it's like it's so amazing and then you move forward to this pop culture art and you have like anyone can do it. shepherd fairy that how do you, know, how do you stand that's out I, that's how do you do it? just, it's not what you do it's how you do it sure you picking the berries and smashing them to make ink and yeah. putting it into someone's skin it, you're be, doing the same thing <laughs> as a, a tattoo artist, but right. it's the way that you're doing it that makes it special. But it also it, get, it right. lets you focus on something else. I mean, if you don't have to make the ink, you don't have to make the tool. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you get to focus on something else. Exactly. But that takes it. <laughs> computer, yeah. but, it, but does it not take a little bit out of the experience? It's like I can fly someone to St. Louis and I can hit autopilot the entire But if I'm there doing the act the entire time is it a little bit more special or not? well they're sure well or is it just let them i guess it depends still. on what you're doing with that spare time that you've gained with from from the, the autopilot <laughs> yeah like, yeah what are you doing with your time while you're an autopilot i don't know i mean is there something that you can do to make that experience oh, better i mean you're saying with just like, like me being able to use a computer yeah <laughs> yeah or not having to make your own ink so you can focus on using the computer I'm, to be more precise i'm with, not i don't think i'm necessarily arguing against that part of it because why not you know yeah. use the technology as it course, progresses yeah. but the thing that i have a problem with is just some of the styles of art and it's like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just cop outs as tattoo artists because, um, and not to like sit here and hate on traditional. I don't like traditional <laughs> yeah, tattoos. I, know, you're not a fan. I, I don't, I just don't. I think they're stupid looking, but I like them. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. And like exactly. And that's the point though. Of. Like, um, uh, that's okay that other people like them. Sure. Um, and and that, that's if that's your thing, I'll put a traditional tattoo on you. I can do them, you sure. know? Um, my point is that, when you start in the tattoo industry, most all artists start out as a traditional artist because it's so cut and dry. It's you line it out, you do a third of it black, you do a third of it color, and you leave a third of it negative. Right. So, right. Um, a lot of people never advance from that. They go, oh, I, I simplify this image. Like, I know you wanted this big, beautiful portrait, but let me draw you a cartoon character. Uh, a caricature of it because that's my style. You know, I'm a traditional artist. I can simplify this. And that to me is like, if, if that is your style and that's what you wanted to do, by all means be the best traditional artist. Cause there's some badasses at it. Yes. But if, if you stay being a traditional artist because you're just too lazy to try to progress and figure out how art works, I have no respect <laughs> for you. You know, but, uh, dude, I'm, I'm so on. I, so on board with that, I just and, like, and that translates into every other thing that people do sure. and in their would, life. I would feel the, uh, I, I don't know, I, I need to retract just a little bit. I use traditional art as the example. I would feel the same way about you if you said, I'm going to be a line art tattoo artist and I only want to tattoo lines, or I'm going to only do tribal. You know, it's just like, 
why? Why? Yeah. yeah. I don't. There's no I, I No, I specialize in realism, and that's what I love mostly doing. Yeah. But if you brought me a Japanese tattoo or traditional, a watercolor, yeah. Polynesian, I can I can do anything you put in front of me. Right. If but that's only... because I learned how the art part works. That's right. I learned what makes up each that's of so those cool. tattoos individually. Yeah. So uh, there. That's what I'm ranting about. You you have these people that just take the biggest shortcuts in this industry, and they stay in that in all industries. And then you get but these. don't yeah doesn't everyone do that in every industry though? Mm-hmm. Like kind of like that can translate over to yeah. a lot of different things. I'm just bitching about mine. No, dude, <laughs> hey, no, that's what we're having you here for. That's what yeah. we're talking, and that's so the whole we, point of this. It's not what you do; it's how you do it, and that's how those people are like doing it. So just to kind of wrap this up, you know. Where do you see the industry progressing forward from here uh, into the future? Um, all over the place. It's what with how many people are getting tattooed nowadays, and then there are all kinds of styles being invented. Like watercolor tattooing was not a thing. Trash polka tattooing was not a thing. Like if you don't know what that is, look up trash polka. Yeah, never heard of it. It's no, um, I will. It, yeah, Europeans like started it. You know, it's a uh, black and gray tattooing with red accents, and they only use red Sick in it. Too, and bet. the way yeah. they use it sounds just, Japanese. Oh, does dude, it, it does a little bit, but the yeah. the content's not. It's like um, it it's very graphic design looking. It looks like multimedia art. Um, <laughs> but like if. I don't know. I would have never seen a style like trash polka emerging into tattooing when I started it. It was like, okay, this is everyone's styles. You got like 10 of them, you know? And now it's just like people are doing, you're doing these hybrid styles where it's like a realism tattoo with the traditional one. It'll be like, uh, yeah, you know, like I know uh, exactly what you're a geometric about. pattern surrounding mm-hmm. this with like a triangle in there. And then there'll be like a realistic flower inside the triangle. You know, it's just like right. these, it, they're going everywhere framed, with it. And, and it still looks graphic. <laughs> Yeah. pretty sick though eventually if it's a, yeah executed properly uh well thanks trevor thanks for coming on thanks i do, ha- I do have one more time. question actually so like going forward what is a change that you would like to see in the tattoo industry oh man that's a great question one the industry tattoo industry treating it more professionally as a business most all shops still operate and cash home at the end of the day they pay their artists out you get your split and you go home with your money like we don't do that we operate as uh everyone that works for me is an employee you know we we pay our taxes monthly and my dudes and girls are all good at the end of the year and get tax returns and this like coronavirus prime example like all my artists are drawing unemployment because they have records to show that they're, yes. you know, have been making money. Their credit's going up. You Legitimate know, they're, business. They're, yeah. Most all of the tattoo industry are just like, there's so many starving artists or struggling artists because they don't ever get that financial part right. So that should be something that people definitely do, uh, or in my opinion anyways. I love um, it. Legitimize yeah, it. Yeah, dude. for real. And stop, like, it needs to progress out of the, those old school, like, Taboos. The, yeah, I don't know. It's just inviting. You know, I run a, the spa with my wife out of the same location. So it's like, I got to account for her clients. Like, her her clients that go in there to get a facial don't want to walk through a room full of skulls. And it's, I yeah. love skulls. I got a sleeve of them, you know? <laughs> but, right. But as a business standpoint, it's not the best idea to have a 20 skulls hanging on my wall, you know? It was yeah. cool. 
cool when I was 20, but now it's like, uh, what's, what is inviting? Yeah. Leave it neutral and let the customer decide what. Yeah. You can't get more neutral than outer space. I mean, <laughs> well, thanks again, Trevor, for coming on. Appreciate your yeah, time. Thanks man. for having me. So, and, and just remember it's not what you do. It's how you do it. <laughs>